Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about why should I tithe? Yes, why should I tithe? This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles and take some copious notes today because once again, I believe I have some informative things to share with you. Now, why should I tithe? Let me set this up for you. We've been doing over the last couple of shows things regarding giving, and I've actually never dedicated an episode to tithing, but I think it's high time that I do this because I want to share with you my heart in certain matters concerning what I believe is important in you tithing. Now, again, this is going to be something that you're going to be have to convince of doing, uh, really understanding the purpose of tithing and things of that nature, because I realize this can be a taboo subject, because depending upon what your denominational beliefs are, who your pastor is, what you've learned over the years, many people have become convinced, and then they become unconvinced, and then they're going back and forth, and there's a lot of things regarding this, but God's word teaches this. And I really believe if you get it right, it'll really revolutionize your thinking regarding finances and money and things of that nature. Because at the end of the day, this is what I want you to understand. God wants you blessed. I want to say that to you one time. One more time. God wants you blessed. But the only way that you can be blessed is if you get involved in biblical giving. I want you to know that the world understands a little bit about this, but they don't really share it as much when they're sitting at your coffee table trying to organize your finances. But God really wants this out in the forefront for his people. And I realized that in my 20s, I understood just a little bit about this. And this is why I struggled to really be consistent in my tithing. But I got a revelation and understood later on in my 30s the importance of how much God wanted to bless me. And I had to really buckle down and get consistent in doing it. In other words, I had to grow and mature in my discipleship concerning the things of God. And that's one of the number one reasons why people really don't tithe like they should. They're just not disciplined. They may have heard the message of tithing, but they just haven't bought into it yet. So I want you, I pray that this show will revolutionize your thinking concerning tithing. And I would hope that you would get involved in it and see how God really wants to bless you. Now, one of the things that I want to give you before I give you 10 reasons why you should I want you to understand that tithing is about you returning what is God, what is his. You have not given God anything. We need to kind of rephrase this. It's not about giving God a tithe. It's returning what is already his. For example, you knock on my door and you ask me, can you use my lawnmower? And I freely give it to you. And you take it to your house and you cut your lawnmower, or excuse me, you cut your grass. You have not given me anything when you bring it back to me. 
you've returned what is already mine. And so that's the thing of it is when we talk about tithing, you've returned back to God what is already his. And that is a tenth of all of your income. So when you get paid, you give God a tenth. You're returning back to him a tenth. And when we talk about an offering, we're talking about anything I give in addition to my tithing. So I think that's important that we understand this because in our minds, sometimes we think, well, we've given an offering at church, but did you return to God 10% of your finances of whatever you brought in? And we do this for many reasons that I'm going to get into. So I want you to really, we can just set the tone here and get a working understanding of what this is all about. Another thing, let me share this too while I'm thinking about it. Now, I've heard people talk about this, that tithing is under the law, but 400 plus years before the law of Moses was ever instituted, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were tithing, and they were not under the law. So when I share that with people, I like to wait on a response because we like to use all of these excuses why we don't want to do what God's word tells us to do. And so 400 plus years before the law of Moses ever was instituted, Abraham tithed, Isaac did, Jacob did, and they were not under any kind of pressure to do it, but they got a revelation. And that's what I want you to get today. I want you to get a revelation concerning tithing and why you should. Now, in these 10 that I'm going to give you, I'm just going to cite and paraphrase some scripture. So I'm not going to read the verse of scripture in its entirety. You can do that later. And in some of these, I'm just going to make a statement about why you should. So I'm just going to kind of mix this up for you today. But at the end of the day, let's pray together while you are listening to this episode because I believe some yokes are going to be destroyed. The burden is going to be lifted and removed and you're going to see God in a new way that you haven't before. You're going to understand the scripture in a new way. And it's my heart's cry because there are a lot of people struggling financially, a lot of Christians that are struggling financially. And it is not the will of God for you to be struggling as it relates to money. God wants you to have plenty money, but this thing about tithing is a heart issue. And if God can get you to return what is his first, then he can begin to trust you and just open up the floodgates and just really bless you like he wants to. All right, here's point number one in these 10 that I'm going to give you. Why should you tithe? Number one, because God commands it. Now let's look here at Leviticus 27 and 30, because I'm going to cite this. It says, a tenth of all you produce is the Lord's and it is holy. So now this tithe is just not about money. It's about what God has allowed me to produce at my job, different skills, gifts, and talents that I put out there that people have to pay for goods and services or places that I work. I'm trading time for money and I get a check at the end of the week. God has allowed me through his life, health, and strength and the ability to walk, talk, and think and do the things I do that a lot of times we forget is coming from God. He says, what you receive, 10% of it is holy. And I want you to give it back to me. As a matter of fact, everything that God gives you is holy because it's coming from him. Every gift, every skill, every trade, everything that you can do is not because of you. 
it's because of God. Now, I realize you had to work and hone in your gift, but who gave you the breath in your body to do it? Who gave you the life, health, and strength to do it? Everything that is good and perfect, it comes from God. And he says, this is holy. So I want 10% and I want you to return it to me. It's a holy thing. We talk about holy, it's something that's separated. So we have to consciously separate 10% and give it to God. Off the top, the first thing, before I pay a bill, before I put gas in my car, before I do anything. And I'm not trying to be legalistic about this. But if your mother told you growing up, I want you to clean your room first and then go outside and you go outside and play and then come back in and clean your room. Did you do it first? No, you didn't. There's a difference between first, second, third, and fourth. So God is saying, I want what is first because then I'm going to sanctify and bless your 90 that is left. And many times we can't get the blessing on what is left because we won't do what is first. And so God says, I'm commanding you. These are not options. God says, I want you to lovingly do it. A tenth of all your produce or what you produce is the Lord's and it is holy. Point number two, because Jesus commended it The first time he commanded it, now he's commending you to do it. Let's talk about Matthew 23 and 23. Matthew chapter 23 and 23. And remember, I'm just citing part of these passages here. And Jesus was talking to the scribes and Pharisees. And you know, these guys was a trip. They were religious. They didn't know God. They were legalistic. And they were always chiding with Jesus about the things that they thought they knew. And Jesus said, yes. You should tithe and you shouldn't leave the more important things undone either. So many times the scribes and Pharisees was always putting things out there about what they should be doing over what they shouldn't be doing. But Jesus commended it. He said, yeah, you should tithe. You shouldn't leave the more important things undone either. So here's what I want you to understand about tithing. Yes, it is important. But God is saying there's some other things that are important too. So I don't want you to think that because you're not tithing, but you are doing other things. Like I'm praying for the sick. I'm uh, helping the needy. I'm doing things in my church or I'm doing things for other people because we'd like to put up the things that we're doing, but leave the other things that we're not doing. And we leave those things undone. So God is saying the next evolution in your life is to get a revelation of doing it all. Let's do all God said. Let's don't do part of it and then talk about the part that we are doing like the scribes and Pharisees did, but they were doing other things or they were not doing some things that they should have been doing. So we want to make sure that we are doing everything that God is saying. So God is commending the fact that you're praying. He's commending the fact that you're being nice to people. He's commending the fact that you're being forgiving when things are happening in your life and people do things and you just let it go. That's great. But are you leaving tithing? Are you doing that? So God's going to give us the grace to do it all because that's what God did. He did it all. And this is a grace thing. And I talked about this in the other episode that I did. 
This is a grace thing. We're talking about giving. We're talking about tithing. God has got to get in our heart and help us to understand why we should. And when we understand this, it's just going to be a piece of cake. Point number three, tithing demonstrates that God has first place. God doesn't have first place just because you say he does. No, you're going to have to prove this. You're going to have to walk this out. Enough of us saying we love God, but we don't do anything God tells us to do. It's the same way with being married. It's the same way with having kids. It's the same way in any relationship you're in. You can say you love a person, but if they don't see you treating them well, they got every right to call you on the carpet about how you're behaving. And God loves us. And so he wants to call us out on the carpet. If we say we love God and if we say that he is first place, are we doing first things? If we're not doing first things, God is not first place. Let me give you this scripture. Maybe this will help you. In Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse number 23, let me cite part of this. The purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God first in your life. I love that. That's what this is about, putting God first. That's the purpose of tithing. So get money out of your mind because that's why most of us don't want to do it. It's money. Yes, I realize that, but let's get a better understanding of what this is. Tithing, the purpose of it is to teach you what is first because some of us just don't know what is first. Theoretically, we think we do, but in practice, we fail all the time. So when we begin to return to God what is first over and over again, when we do it, now we have an understanding of what is first. And this is what we've got to begin to get in our life and not make excuses about why we didn't do it, not make excuses and say, Lord, my check was short. God knows all of that. But how can God bring a miracle? How can God open up the floodgates and bless us if we don't do what is first? Many times we cancel a miracle because we didn't do what God said. We push God out of the situation, out of the picture because we didn't do what God said. Let's get God back where he needs to be. And that is first. Point number four, tithing reminds me that everything was given to me by God. Do you know that everything that you have was given to you by God? Do you really know this? I mean, do you really have this in your heart? Because see, we can do some things and we think because we doing it, we doing it without God. But God said, no, you're not doing anything without me. I believe the scripture says it is in you or it is in me that we live and we move and we have our being. Everything that you do is because God has given you the ability to do it. And when I tithe, I remind myself that everything was given to me by God. Going to school, doing well in school. God says, I gave you that ability. Walking, talking, breathing. God said, I mastermind all of that. You didn't know how to do that. You don't even know how your body works half the time. But God says, I got your body on a clock, on a timer. I know everything about you. The very hairs on your head, when they fall out, when you brush them and hairs in the sink or on the floor, God knows the number. That's 3,041 hair follicle. God is amazing. 
And so I want you to be reminded of when you tithe. When you tithe, let it be a praise to God. Let, let some hit your spirit and say, man, God, you gave me everything. I remember when I didn't tithe. Remember when I was up and down in it, but now I'm committed and dedicated to it. God, I want to take a moment and praise you because I understand that everything was given to me by you. That is so powerful. That is so profound. Let me give you this scripture in Deuteronomy 8.18. Always remember that it is the Lord your God who gives you the ability to get wealth, to produce wealth. Don't ever forget that. When we talk about everything was given to me by God, God gives me the ability. Deuteronomy 8.18. Always remember that it is the Lord your God who gives you the power to get wealth. Without God's power, you cannot do anything. Point number five, tithing expresses my gratitude. That's wonderful. I'm so grateful to the Lord for everything he's done. Tithing expresses my gratitude. Psalms 116, verse number 12. How can I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? We can't repay the Lord for all that he's done. But what we can do is express our gratitude and returning what is his first does that for you and I. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse number 17 says, each of you should ring a gift or bring a gift, I should say, excuse me, in proportion to the way the Lord, your God has blessed you. We should bring that gift. And I would say maybe that gift can ring out of our expression of love to the Father. We got to bring it to God, happy, hilariously, joyfully, because God does look at our motivation. And see, God can tell if you're really growing in this thing, when you got to write that check out. See, when God start blessing you, you get that promotion and you get that raise. We go to thanking God and praising God. I got that promotion. I got that raise. But now my dollar amount is different. So maybe I was giving $20, but I got that raise. And now that tithe has increased from 20 to 50. But you were happy when you got the raise, but not so happy you had to pay a $50 tithe or return a $50 tithe to God. I want you to know, let God begin to work in you. No dollar amount that God is asking you to return to him should shake you, should mess you up. You should be so happy because it says you're growing. It says you're getting this thing. It says that God is doing some extraordinary things in your life and you just want to make sure that you are expressing your gratitude to the Father. Point number six, tithing helps me to grow in faith as a Christian. Some of our faith is flabby. It's not strong. It's not tight. It's not taunt, as it were. It's loose. We're not doing what we should. And when we're not doing, we're not working out or working up or working in our faith to lift certain things that we couldn't lift up off of us, like depression, like the fact that we're not in a good mental stability. That's a lack and a weak faith. And so as we begin to get the word of God into us, it strengthens our faith and tithing will help you grow as a Christian, will help you grow in your faith as a believer. You know why? Because the hardest thing to trust God for is money. It's tough because we're looking for it, trying to work to get it. 
one job, two jobs, five jobs. We working all the time. But what I'm trying to help you to see is when you get involved in biblical principles, God will begin to just hit you on every side because you are honoring him. If you honor God, he will honor you. It is just that simple. Give God an opportunity to honor you through your tithing. And I'm telling you, when you start tithing, your faith is going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And watch this. You're going to even be able to believe God for healing and deliverance. I want to tell you, until you can trust God with your money, you can't trust him with your health. I think we get that wrong. We think that, you know, it's more easy to trust God with delivering us from sickness and disease. No, 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 no. It's a money issue. When you start trusting God with your finances, you'll find out that it's even more easier to trust God with sickness and disease. It's easier to trust God that he can use you to prophesy in spiritual matters. And money is a spiritual matter because money is a stewardship. It's all about that. And so we've got to get this thing straight. So let's grow in our faith in the things of God through tithing. Point number seven, God says that refusing to tithe is stealing from him. Hmm. Have we ever thought about that? When we don't return to God, we've stole from him. It's no different than the example I gave you about my lawnmower. I let you use my lawnmower out of the goodness of my heart. And watch this. I, I gave it to you because I, you know, I believe that you would return it to me, but you didn't. It's been three weeks, a month, six months, seven months, eight months. Then I find out you left town with my lawnmower and you can slice it, dice it any way you want, make excuses about it. If I don't get my lawnmower back, you stole it. It's just that simple. God's not blessing thieves, is he? He's not blessing people that won't get involved in what he said. Let's not be a thief, but let's willingly and lovingly return back to God what is his. You wouldn't be happy if somebody, you let somebody use your car name, bring it back. You'd be fussing and cussing, man. You'd be ready to fight. Come on, y'all. We know what this is. So let's not make excuses. Let's say, God, help me. That's what we got to do. Lord, help me so that I can do better and walk in the things of God the way that you would have me to do. In Malachi chapter 3, three through 10. I'm not going to read all of this. I'm going to cite this as I said earlier, but it says, God says, will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you ask, how do we rob you? God says in tithes and in offering, bring your whole tithe to my storehouse. Bring it to my storehouse. And you can read the rest and it'll give you the expectation of all of this. But we already know man will rob God. If man will rob me or you, we know he'll rob God. So let's not be God robbers. Let's return to God what is his. And when we do, I promise you, we'll see God's blessing. Point number eight, tithing gives God a chance to prove he exists and wants to bless you. Let's give God this opportunity. 
Let's understand and know beyond the shadow of a doubt. We say God exists, but tithing gives God a chance to prove he exists. That when I tithe to God and he start blessing me and doing what he said, I know he exists. I know he's doing this. There's no way I could have got that job. There's no way I could have got that promotion. There's no way I could have paid this car off. There's no way God could have given me the favor to send my kids to school. God says, give me an opportunity once again to prove to you that I exist in your life and doing special things for you. And when we do this, we will see God move. Let me give you part of Malachi 3.10. Bring your whole tithe to my storehouse. Test me in this, says the Lord, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. He says, I will prevent from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will be protected from plagues. Let's modernize this. God says, I'm going to make sure that things don't devour your money. You know how stuff breaks down. You know how things happen in our lives that we just don't uh, plan for. God says, I'm going to protect you from that. Even if it does happen, you're going to have so much money, it ain't going to matter. You'll be able to get the car fixed. You'll be able to get the roof fixed. You'll be able to get the washer and dryer fixed. Whatever happens in your life, God says, I'm going to protect you. Watch this. God don't care about the lawnmower breaking down. He loves you. But he says, I love you so much. Let it break down. You'll always have the money to replace it or get it fixed. Why? Because you have given to me and you tested me in this. And I have proved to you, God says, over and over, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I always got your back. Now, who wouldn't get involved in this? You'd have to be crazy not to get involved. What kind of guarantee have you found? You know, I buy certain things and I'm always looking for warranties and people generally don't warranty anything. That tells me because they know it's no good. But God said, I guarantee I will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. You can't get this type of warranty at Walmart. You can't get this type of warranty in the grocery stores or things that you buy on Amazon or wherever you shop. Everything or most things are limited lifetime warranty. You know what that says? It, they'll only repair it if it's something they did. But if it's something you did, they're not going to repair it. They're not going to cover it. But God says, even if you mess up, God says, I got you covered. Even if you did something that you wasn't supposed to do, but you asked for my forgiveness, I put you right back in right standing with me. I don't know anybody that does this other than God. You got to get involved in this, man. And when you do, let's take a moment before we say stuff don't work. Let's take a moment and prove it out. Let's take a moment and walk it out. Before we say and make excuses, well, you know, this didn't work for me. I tried giving it didn't work. I tried reading my Bible. It didn't work. Man, that don't make any sense. Let's prove this out. It does work. It will work if you work it. Point number nine, tithing gives God a chance to protect what you have left. That's that 90%. When you give that 10, that 90 is protected and God will also give you wisdom on what you should do with it. He'll give you godly understanding of how you should do business and who you should do business with. So it's not just about protecting, it's about giving wisdom. Some of us just need wisdom. 
We just need wisdom on what to do. We need wisdom on how to release our money and, and what we should buy and what we shouldn't buy and how to put some of it up for a rainy day. God's trying to bless you in every area. Let God protect you and show you what you should do with what is left. And finally, point number 10, tithing proves that I really love God. It's just that simple. We got to stop saying we love God and we won't do what he said. John chapter 14, notice what it says, verse 15. I'm paraphrasing this. If you really love me, do what I command. Just that simple. If you really love God, do what I tell you to do. I know Christians who say they love God and they don't ever do what God tells them to do. I'm just like, do you understand what you're saying? Do you understand what you're doing? God is not looking at what you're saying. He's looking at what you're doing. That's all he's concerned about. Do God give us the ability to do what we say. Give us the ability to walk out and carry out our love for God. If I say I love my wife, I got to do love. If I say I love my kids, I got to do it. I just can't say it. I got to do it. Give us the grace to do this, Lord. Last verse of scripture here in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, 7 through 8, the Living Bible. I'm paraphrasing this as well. I want you to be leaders also in the spirit of cheerful giving. This is one way to prove that your love is real, that it goes beyond mere words. There it is. I just said it. I just said it previously. There it is. If we're going to lead people, let's lead them in giving. Let's lead them in money. Let's just talk about, you know, we need this. We need that. Let's be the first to stand up and write out the check. Let's be the first to lead people in our families about what it means to serve God. We're just not serving God with our mouth. We're serving him with our wallet, too. We're serving him with our possessions, too. So let's get this right. Let's allow the Holy Spirit today as we spend time with God today. And I pray that you do every day. Allow God to work the will and the do of his good pleasure inside of you. So you're just not giving mere words. You don't like folks giving you mere words. You don't like people just telling you stuff because it sounds good. So why should we just think that's going to fly with God? It's not. I love y'all, man. I want you to get this because I know what tithing has done for me. I know people in my church who came to my church from other churches and they said, man, my pastor didn't teach me this. And I realize why pastors are afraid to talk about this because they think people are going to leave their church. Newsflash. People will leave your ministry for far less. It has happened to me. But I'm going to declare what God said. And if they leave, they leave. I'm going to have a pure conscience when I go to bed at night. I can't go to bed at night knowing that I didn't tell people what God said because I'm hurting them. You don't help people by not telling them the truth. You hurt them when you don't tell them what God said. You mess them up. You cripple them. They will live a handout life. And God is saying today, it's time out for living hand to mouth. It's time to move in the blessings of the Lord because the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and they addeth no sorrow to it. Listen, that's all that I have for you today. I pray that these 10 reasons about why you should tithe, I pray one of them, two of them, five of them, maybe all 10 of them has sparked something inside of you, and you have said today, I am going to get this right. Listen, God loves you. 
But listen, he's tired of you struggling. And God is saying, get involved in my way of doing things. Get involved in what I said and allow me to work inside of you my kingdom and my goodness. And you can be at the forefront of writing these checks out and seeing the will of God. See, some people just like to pray. I like to be the answer prayer. I like to move and answer prayer. I want to be that one that says, you know what? I've been given and God has blessed me. So I'm going to buy you a car. I'm going to pay your rent for the next year. I know you're struggling. I'm going to help you out. This is what God wants us to do. But some of us have become a slave to the slip to the system. Let's walk off the plantation today and move into the kingdom of God and watch him make you the owner. Come on, we're the lender and not the borrower. We got to get this slave mentality out of our mind. God says, I freed you. He said, whom the son has set free is free indeed. You are made free by the word of God. And I pray this has happened to you today. Listen, if this episode blessed you, I want you to send me an email as always. I want to hear from you. You know I do. And I want you to send me this email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Do it today. Also, go to my website, thomasadeloach.com. On the homepage, you will see a subscriber box. Put your email in there. Click the send button. I will send you a free PDF on helping you to walk in the things of God. And I will send you once a month a newsletter that will encourage you to stay with the things of God. Anything that I can do, I want to be a blessing to you. And this is just a few things that I want to start to begin to do. So if you have already signed up, you should be getting these news blasts that I'm sending out monthly. So do that today. And I want you to scroll down to the bottom of that homepage on thomasadeloach.com. And I want you to consider being a financial partner with me. It does cost to do these episodes. So if you've been blessed, I want you to give to this show. Now, if you have a church home, you should be tithing to your church home, right? But if you don't, and you consider this a place where you're receiving the word of the Lord, and I'm giving you, this can be a source of you tithing here until you find a church home in your local city. All right. I want you to consider that as well. No dollar amount is too big or too small. I want you to do it today and watch God's blessings begin to hit your life like never before. And finally, if you can do this for me, share this episode with someone. If this show really opened up some things in your heart and in your spirit, Give this to somebody. Email this show to them. Maybe they're struggling in their tithing. Maybe they just stopped tithing because they were just angry and upset and mad. Let this be a gift that you can give to someone and free them. That is my heart's cry and prayer. Listen, I'm praying for you as always, believing God's best for you. I want you to go out and make it a marvelous day. And until next time, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.